Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. What are we smoking this episode, Mike? The Nub Maduro. We did we did threaten that one last episode, didn't we? Yes, we did. Nice. This one smells yes. a little like chocolatey. Yeah, little, it smells little, good. It smells sweet. This is a more traditional cigar that I would get in a cigar shop. As far as the color and the smell. Uh, set Connecticut wasn't nearly as good as I was hoping it would be. No, I we'll think see. if you wanna if we wanna do a deep deeper dive into Connecticut, so we could probably find something better than the nub. Ooh. Wow. That is a very dark start. That is. Yikes. That is midnight. Yep. <laughs> that is that is the abysses looking back into me. Yes. <laughs> wow. Very, very, very strong. Yes. Um but before we talk about what you want to talk about, I thought since it's, uh, well, you know, it's the start of October now when we're recording this episode. And when it comes out, it'll probably be, I don't know, after Halloween. But since things are starting to get spooky, uh, I thought it'd be fun to share that uh, my wife and I watched Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. As did we. All right, so let's, uh, I don't know, I feel like we should leave with that. This is an unannounced movie review. Oh, boy. Here we go. That's exciting. That's exciting. Hocus Pocus is a classic. Uh, Okay, so let me me say that I don't don't particularly care for it. I used to like it when I was a kid. As an adult, it's cringy. I've, you know, so I've I've only ever seen it twice. I never used to watch as a kid. Um, Sarah grew up watching it. She loves the first one. So they just put the second one out and I was like, well, I've only seen it once at that time. So we, we started with the first one and it's fine. It's fine. It's, uh, it's not bad. Um, it has the benefit of nostalgia for many. It has the benefit of nostalgia for many. And for a lot of kind of those types of movies, it's not, it's not terrible. Um, you know, I gave the first one a six out of 10, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not watch it if somebody wanted to watch it, but it's not, it's not going to be my go-to Halloween movie for sure. Uh, Sarah watches it every year, which means that I have to watch it every year. So it is your go-to Halloween movie. Uh, I guess so. It's not my go-to Halloween movie, but it's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's, uh, it it is a, a movie I I bear every year <laughs> and I like it well enough. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's uh, a perfectly admirable Disney channel movie from the early nineties. <laughs> yes. Which Hocus Pocus two is, Oh God, <laughs> basically a Hocus Pocus or a Hocus Pocus, a Disney channel movie with Fr- the from message. Now. Yes. <laughs> so, and and my and so, because you've watched uh, the Critical Drinker. I've seen many of his uh, reviews. Yes. yes, and he does a great series where uh, why modern movies suck, and one of them is you have to kill your heroes so that you can substitute the, you know, androgynous or female uh, version, you know. And they did it with Terminator Dark Fate, and they did it with Star Wars, 
You know, you have to kill Han and Luke so you can get Ray in there and you can cheer for them instead of the people that you should be cheering for because they're the people from the original stuff. Like, why wouldn't you cheer for the hero that's already established? And that's very much what they did in this one. I mean, you weren't, I don't know, like the first Hocus Pocus, I felt like you were kind of like cheering for the kids, but the witches were still like interesting enough that you liked their banter with each other. You know? Yes. And they were all like very different. And then this new one, you've got like new kids that aren't even related in any way, shape, or form to the kids from the first one. And there's that one line, and I think it was like is one of the one of the males, one of the few males in the movie, and they were trying like women, the little like high school girls or whatever, trying to explain to him that it's bad to call somebody weird and so that was the whole the whole thing like don't call somebody weird that's hurtful and then he goes i have so many people to apologize to Mm -hmm. and so my sarah hasn't watched any of the critical drinker stuff and isn't overly sensitized to the message but that was the that was the part that completely changed the movie in her mind and she scoffed out loud and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that It took her that long. <laughs> that that happened, like, in the first 20 minutes, but. I'm not. Uh, no, no, it, it didn't. It happened towards the end, right? The football player. That happened after the party and everything. That happened, like, middle, late movie. Oh, maybe. Well, I don't know. But, I mean, that was, like, we were already not on board with it. But I was picking up the message before then. But she didn't I, pick up. She didn't pick up the message until then, and then like the rest of the movie that we had watched up to that point, kind of like her awareness of that up to that point, like that's what solidified it for her in her mind. Uh, but she doesn't watch movies as critically as I do, and yes. she's not like I said, she's not overly sensitized to modern movies trying to, you know, do that thing where the right. the female characters don't have any training or skills, but yet they can defeat everybody and have no issue with, with most things in life. So, Yeah, the Sanderson sisters were never particularly menacing uh, in Hocus Pocus 2, were they? No. They and, at no um, point were they in danger. And they, and they did the same thing with Hocus Pocus 2 that Disney did with the live version Cruella where they're taking a villain character who, if you remember the cartoon, skinned Dalmatian dogs to make clothes. Puppies. Dalmatian puppies. Yes, puppies. And they took the Sanderson sisters and they went back and retconned their origin story to where they were, you know, picked on by the town or something. And that's why they became witches. So now they're not just villains. Now they're people you can feel sorry for. Yes. Right. And so you have to kill your heroes or kill your villains so that you can introduce uh, new things. And the big twist is the overly flamboyant magic shopkeeper, which happens to be located in the Sanderson house, uh, made another black flame candle, which can apparently summon them back from being ultra dead at the end of the first one. Yes. And the. Uh, uh, the shop owner happened to be a very flamboyant black man. Well, I don't see race, uh, so that was news yes. to me. Well, I did I'm just kidding. because I'm that teasing. was the message became clear to me 
immediately based on the characters that they introduced in the first 20 minutes. Yes. Right. The village idiot is the white mayor, the white man mayor. <laughs> yeah, but it's Buster Bluth. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> You've never seen Arrested Development? No. I actually, one of the highlights of the movie for me was anytime the mayor was on screen. Um, I did not like the mayor. I thought he was a fool. He is a fool. And he's yeah, meant okay. to be a fool, but that's very true to the character that that actor plays in the Arrested Development series. So it was just enjoyable to see him. Sure. But it was sad to see him in the train wreck that was Hocus Pocus 2. Sure. Uh, and apparently, and we didn't watch this far because as soon as the credits rolled, I shut it off. But apparently there's a scene at the end of the movie where there's a box that says Black Flame Candle 2. So apparently yes. this guy made two of them. And um, and then the other thing I didn't get was at the end of the movie, she's suddenly a witch, right? Oh, I saw, the, I saw that right off. Well, no, I know. But like, it's not like she's been studying really witchcraft. Right. It's born within. There's no, there's no, you don't have to earn it. Yeah. Well, she turned 16. So that was her earning it. Right. And um, yeah, but the Sanderson sisters are doing magic before they were 16. Yes. Clearly. But they were all three witches. The Sanderson sisters. Yes. And in this one, it's only her. I can't yes. remember her name because it's not important. It's not really important. Um, and then her two friends, who apparently one friend was at odds because she liked boys, and the other two were, I I, I want to say very clearly, lesbians. But, uh, I don't know if they're clearly lesbians, but they weren't into boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as clearly lesbians as Disney will ever portray. Okay. <laughs> in a in a movie rated what this one was rated it's uh, all part of the message well they had a gay I couple know. uh watching the original hocus pocus on the yeah on which TV. is weird why would you have the original movie in your second movie well they made a lot of references to the original movie no they made a lot of references i'm just saying like enjoyed. you don't you don't you're not, like unless you're watching space balls like luke and han in Empire Strikes Back, we're not watching on the monitor A New Hope. You know what I mean? Like, right. Anyway. I, I forgave it that. I forgave it that. Okay. Very strong messaging, though. That's all I can say. Uh, and then, like, what I didn't get at the end was, even though only the one girl was a witch, they were doing the Sanderson shuffle down the, the road, and they're like, what are we doing? And it's like, oh, did they just, they had him mic'd and they read the script and it said, do this goofy walk down the street. And then they were like, the actors themselves, not actually acting, were like, what are we doing? And they left that line in the film. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, why are we walking like this? Well, and really it's the walk from the monkeys, you know, back in the 60s or 70s. Mm -hmm. um, but like, they're never in the film did the Sanders sisters demonstrate that walk to these kids. So right. are they saying every witch does that walk? And can you have a witch coven with only three? Because that was a big thing in the second one was we're the strongest witch coven. Well, there's three of you. That's not really a coven. That's more like, you know, I don't know, a, a witch group, like <laughs> whatever right. smaller than a coven. Um, and then randomly there was a good witch that appeared. Do you remember that? Yeah, the, the attractive one. 
And, uh, but like, so in the first one, there wasn't really, and it's just, it's the whole Disney thing where it's like with Star Wars, they're, they started to say that the force can do all these magical things. It can teleport you or your, your, uh, you can project yourself across the, the galaxy. You can pass lightsabers back and forth across light years and you can heal wounds and, uh, you know, do all this stuff that was never in any of the other stuff. And now they're bringing in all this other stuff that was never in the first movie. And so it almost makes you wonder if the people who wrote this movie even watched the first one outside of, you know, I remember there was a cat thing in there, but I think that cat was dead at the end. And so let's put a cat that looks like that cat, but isn't actually that cat in here. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yes. Well, the original said that they got the book from the devil. So maybe that lady was supposed to be the devil, I guess. I don't the know, devil's man. a woman now. Because there can be no uh, strong male characters in a Disney film. Unless they're a villain. Uh, well, there were no strong male characters in the movie at all. Unless you no, want to I consider don't. the zombie, uh, Billy. Yeah. Billy was the only strong male character. But he wasn't all. really a villain. He's always been against the Sanderson sisters. Right, but even right, right, they, yeah. but even they weren't. But even they weren't a strong villain. Mm-mm. Right. And so, and that's the whole thing is like a lot of these movies that come out now, you can't really have a strong villain, especially if you have female protagonists, because it's not, it's not Hollywood cool to show a woman getting beat at anything. No. Like even, even like tennis or checkers, you know, like you're just, you're not going to have them ever lose. I felt that the movie was very unbalanced. I don't know. If I had children and I had a boy, I don't think I would want my little boy to watch that movie. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think that every male character was a fool. It's ridiculous. Uh, every woman in the show was a good person, even the, even the villain. It's ridiculous. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh which I realize is just a Disney, stupid Disney movie. So well, it's just a stupid Disney. Disney movie. But you have to remember, even in like Aladdin, Jasmine was like enslaved to Jafar. Yes. And stuff. And that was an animated Disney movie. But there was actual, like you could actually have tension because you weren't afraid to let your villain run wild for, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the runtime. Like sure. he, he doesn't have to run wild the entire film, but you have to have a villain and they have to, they have to win at the beginning or something, you know, like they have to win sometime to build the tension. If your villain never wins, it's not really a villain. It's just a minor inconvenience. Well, the first hocus pocus in the first 10 minutes of the film, the Sanderson sisters, uh, sisters murder a child. So they yeah. were definitely, and uh, then turn sinister. And turn that and turn that child's brother into a cat. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, they were not nice. So, <laughs> I mean, they didn't really do much the rest of the film. Well, it's but... a Disney movie. You know, no, I know. But, I'm, a... I'm, but I'm saying, like, you don't have to have them be evil the entire film. Right. They have to be a villain so you know what they can do. And then you're rooting for somebody to stop them. And in this one, it's like they're back. And they were almost, the movie was more excited to have them back than it was with actually writing a story that made sense. And so you got like 
they got the big fan treatment because everybody was back for the witches. But then the witches weren't really true to character because they were, they were in a in a fucking Walgreens for like half an hour. Like it eating, was a great advertisement. Eating for... makeup or something. Remember? Yes, eating and it's makeup. Like, and it's like, what? How is? It's like the scene in. Um, I don't know if you watched uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ah uh, no. But that's the one that's like a direct sequel to Ghostbusters Two, and okay. they don't they don't worry about you know the women the woman one, uh, but there's like a lengthy scene of Paul Rudd in a Walmart, you know, and it's like we don't, I mean yeah these these stores and places exist, but I don't really want my movie to go to these places unless it's going to be like Clerks or something, and you're actually making fun of the place you're in, but right. I mean, seeing the Sanderson sisters interact with modern technology is entertaining, but not, not like endless. Yeah, and I mean, how many years? I mean, the first one came out in the nineties, right? Ninety-three. Yeah. So I mean, they should have been struggling with technology in ninety-three. In the film. Right. And they weren't really. But no. you could you could have done more with some, some of the more modern stuff, like not a CVS or a sliding door. Like an, they had automatic doors in the '90s. I'm pretty sure. Yes, they um, did. So, like the sliding door shouldn't have been a thing. They should have gotten into like they should have gotten into this huge like riff with like an Alexa or a smart device that was like, hey, you can just look on this thing for your potion. Right, and that would have been a lot more fun than going to CVS. They had they had it briefly. They had an Alexa very briefly. Yeah, but yeah, there was no menace. Uh, no, it was all but, done for laughs and like, hey, they're back! Look, they're back! They're back, everybody! Right. Even uh, compared to the original, you know, the uh, the male protagonist of the original had his shoes stolen by like local toughs. Yeah. Like, that is way more hardcore than anything in the second one. You mean then the sure. ultimate sin of calling a woman weird? Yes. Yes. Of pointing out that she has crystals and pretends to be a witch. And that's weird. Like that is the big bully action. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a normal the thing to be called weird about, I think. Like, uh, I mean, it's fucking weird for sure. It's weird. I mean, I know people that like crystals and things and it's weird. I don't, and it is weird. I don't, I don't go to their face and tell them that they're weird for liking it because I don't want to be the kind of person that's like, Hey, you've got a hobby that I don't, I don't understand. So that's weird. Yeah. But you're not also not 16, right? Like... Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot that. I forgot I'm old. Yeah. Um... yeah we're not 16 anymore. And people weren't pretending to be, well, there were a couple people in my high school that were pretending to be, which is like, think. But, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> but I know I was weird in high school, too. So, I mean, everybody's right. Every, weird in high everybody's school. Everybody's weird. It just, everybody's it's just weird all the time. It's but. fine. Um, well, and actually, the shoes turned out to be a plot point in the first one because uh, the one Sanderson sister that can smell everything thought that that was the kid they were looking for. But then it wasn't. But he was still wearing the shoes from the beginning. Right. So it was an actual plot point in the movie, and it wasn't just some lazy half-ass thing put into the movie for the message. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason. So, And, well, I hate to say it, but the original one was more diverse in its main casting because it did have both male and female protagonists. Yeah. Uh, 
But it didn't have the overly flamboyant black shopkeeper. No, it did not. So it had that's an elderly another... woman who was very flamboyant, who was a so teacher. That's, so that's another point for the second one. I mean, it's just racking up all these points, all these uh, yes. so, social awareness points or whatever. Well, and in the original, it didn't feel like the adults were ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, they had a all night long party because the sisters put a spell on them. Remember, I put a spell on you to dance. Yeah, yeah, all night they long. weren't. They weren't ridiculous before the spell. They were perfectly reasonable, rational adults. Yes, uh, which is how adults usually are, really. <laughs> yeah, most of them. <laughs> yeah, like they I were mean, going to a Halloween party to have fun. I mean, that's fun. It's not yeah. ridiculous though, you know. <laughs> My favorite part about the first one was the dad. Actually, mm. <laughs> he made he made like a couple of dad jokes. And uh, was just hamming it up. And that was, I think that was my favorite part of the first one was the dad character. I, I mean, I liked the parents because they were believable, relatively yeah. speaking, to a Disney film, of course. Well, yeah. Unlike the mayor, a totally unbelievable, <laughs> ridic- I mean, that's what I mean. You, you have to have some, like, realistic characters here. Well, and you have to have realistic things. Like, I understand uh, he was in line to get his uh, caramel apple or something. And then he got yes. out of line and then back in line and they were all out of caramel apples or he got his caramel apple stolen or, but then he went back and they were like, we don't have any caramel apples. And it's like, what kind of, like, if you're, if you're down to the wire and you're the caramel apple booth and you don't have enough caramel apples to bring a couple home at the end of the night, like you're probably not planning your inventory well enough. Right. And, and, oh, and, and he was devastated by that too. And, and, like, and, what? and even if, and even if, even if, like, it shouldn't have to be a question in my mind. Like, if I watch a movie, especially one that's not entitled Hocus Pocus 2, The Caramel Apple Stand, like, I shouldn't have to sit and wonder about the inventory of a caramel apple stand in a movie. Right. Right? Like, if it's not a major plot point, which it wasn't, it was it was something, It was was something. a bit done for a cheap laugh, whereas in the first one, at least the shoes came back later. And the caramel apple... Never came back. It was not. It was not important. He could have been trying to get toilet paper from Walgreens, and we could have gone back to Walgreens. Like that would have been fine. It was just a. It was. It was just lazy writing. Is exactly what it was. They didn't want to develop any story. And that's so many of these modern movies. Is it's just lazy writing because they want to be, you know, politically correct. They want to have diverse cast, but they want to capitalize on successful movies or successful franchises and then derail them so they can tell their their preachy story that they want to preach at people. Right. And and we've talked about this before. If you want to if you have a, a message and you want a diverse cast and you want diverse this or that, please just write your own thing instead of taking something somebody else wrote and changing it. Um we don't need more of that. You know, we don't need more WNBA stars and we don't need more franchises derailed because you weren't happy that there wasn't a five foot nine um, biracial bisexual character in the 1990s version of the movie. Like right. write a movie in around because I looked it up. This is okay. how distracting I found the cast. <laughs> I looked up the population of Salem. Yeah. And it's got 47,000 people, 80% white, 5% black, 5% Asian, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to base it in a real place, at least have the characters 
appear to be the people from that town. Base yeah. it in a fake town. It doesn't need to be in a real town. There's no need for it. I mean, I guess yeah, in the I mean, Sanderson sisters' case, he kind of does, but oh yeah, I mean, it's a literal story about witches. Yeah, so yes. you could have any town anywhere. They could be on the moon. It doesn't matter, right? Um, and even, but even if you do, like, let's say you want your main character to be, you know, a black high school student, female. Well, I'm sure there are some that exist there, but Absolutely. the rest, of, but the rest of the cast can't look just like her. And it, yeah. if you're basing oh, yeah. it in a real town, right? Yes, the 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 casting appeared to be uh, Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like you could tell. Yeah, you know the first in the first movie, uh, I will say this: in the first movie, I felt like the set designs and the clothes and the actors and everything felt like it could be Salem, like a small East Coast town. Yes. Right. And in the second one, I just kind of felt like they were in New York City or like you said, L.A., you know, one of the major metro metropolitan hubs. Like it didn't feel like a small, small town. It didn't town. sound like at least in the original, the kid was not from there. He was from California. So it made yeah. sense that he didn't sound like he was from Massachusetts. And he dressed different than everybody else. He looked different than everybody else. Yes. Yep. And they had like the, the Tufts had their fake tough guy accent from the nineties and yeah. Yeah. It made sense. And it did not, everybody was speaking California English in new England. Yes. And this <laughs> one, I, I guess this one, I say the cast was, was so diverse. It seemed homogenous to me. Yes. Right. That's like what went, I mean. It yes. went like overboard on it. So it, it didn't look like the place they were trying to set it. And it didn't look like any particular place in general, because a lot of big cities look that way. You know, um, it looked, yeah, it looked just like any generic big city. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is what they were going for. The audience is people living in big cities. So, yeah. I mean, really, the audience should have been anyone who liked the first one. But um, so they killed the Sanderson sisters at the end again. But apparently, because there's another black flame candle, they can come back. So I don't know what it actually takes to kill these sisters like that would have been a good a good thing to introduce in in the second one like well they're back but how are they back because we thought they killed them in the first one but i guess they didn't so are they just they're always going to come back anytime a black flame candle is lit and anytime somebody wants to make one of those they just come back because it i feel like they tried to make the end of this one feel pretty final like the sisters aren't coming back and the third one's going to follow these kids the ending was sickening. The sisterly love angle was sickening. And yeah. I, yeah. Oh, without my sisters, I, like you're an evil witch who kill eats children. Like that's who you. That's who you are. Like, You've got not, two full movies not giving two fucks about your sisters. Right. Yes, and they. <laughs> yeah. Like what the hell? Even five even minutes. Even five minutes ago, she didn't care about her sisters. I'm not going to lie. I had a problem with the girls they cast as the younger Sanderson sisters. Uh, yeah, I wasn't overly pleased with that either. No, I, I, I thought that uh, the Bette Midler was good. I thought the yeah, Sarah Jessica was Parker was okay. But the one playing, uh, was it Jeannie, whoever, I can't remember yeah. her name now. Yeah, that was not, uh, that was not a good casting, uh, in my no. opinion. Yeah. And I didn't, and honestly, I didn't need to see that. Like, I didn't care. I don't care. 
whatever happened to them as kids. They could have had a good angle. If it's, I mean, if it's not going to come back, which it didn't, right? You know, like they didn't, like you said, it was it just lazy writing. They just wanted sure. they wanted the Sanderson sisters. They wanted the Sanderson sisters to do some songs, I uh, guess, which they did, and uh, and the and menacing, it, the, and they wanted the message, and that's the menacing what they got. preacher was not menacing. He was a fool. Yeah, you know, you could have him be corrupt. You could have him be vicious, but you can't have a menacing fool. And no. there was no menace in the movie at all. Like no, none whatsoever. No I never, anybody I never in danger felt of anything. They in the first one, they they ran over the cat. Right. Even though the cat couldn't die, and we knew that because he had said it before that happened. But then the little girl, you know, the main character's like little sister, yes. was upset well, no, because she, she forgot about that. The one of the three main, I would consider the uh, the 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 brother, sister, and the not girlfriend to all yeah, the, it was, the main it was, characters. It was Max, Max, Allison, and Danny, right? Right. Yes. And he was mean to his sister, you know. Yeah, that was great. I mean, he's a little prick, but he was also like nice to her. Yeah, you know, it was like, but it was very, it was very like true, like sibling, right? Yes, they wrote it like they were actually siblings, and um, and I can't remember a single name of any of the people in the second one. Sanderson sisters. Well, uh, yeah, those. (laughs) Uh, But that's what I mean. I've only seen the first one twice, and I remember the names of the three main characters. Right, Binks the cat, Billy. Yeah, Binks the cat, Billy the headless guy. Yeah, uh, Billy and the... the second one. I'm like, I don't know who anybody was. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, and initially, Billy. I mean, Billy started off the second one being the friendly zombie. At least yeah. in the second one, he had elements of like fright. Shortly, it was brief, but yeah, you know, he wasn't intended to be just a goon or like a, a goofball. Yeah, like a, a like a Three Stooges character. Yeah. I don't know, 100% on the time. So, I don't know. It's very, I don't know. It's, it, it's, was, it was one of those ones you watch, and you're like, well, I'm not getting that hour and a half back. Yes, yeah. And like I say, the ending was not satisfactory. No. <laughs> well, there was, like you said, there's no threat. There's No. The Sanderson sisters came back and, I don't know, maybe $800 worth of makeup in the in the Walgreens, but other than that, they didn't do anything. No. They accomplished nothing. They threatened no one. And then they, you know, they said these, the, the, the main characters were, at no point did you think that they were going to get in trouble. No. You know. Because they were just running around. The whole They movie. were running around, and when they were stuck in a place, they had front-loaded it so heavily with oh, you know, you have this magical pixie dust that you can light on fire, you know, like stupid yeah. stuff like that where it's like, come on, let's be a little inventive. Yeah. Or let's have a little, like, danger or thrill. Right. Let's have like somebody the, get hurt. Like the only thing that really happened was, like, the mayor didn't get his caramel apple. Yes. Uh, but otherwise, like, the sisters fell in love with each other again. Um the two main characters got their third main character friend back to be friends with them again, even though there's really no strife there that anybody mentioned really other than uh, just that she was spending more time with her boyfriend than that she was with them. Yeah. And, and that, that seems like, and that seems like an easy weird. thing. Like, Hey, we're, we're sitting over our easy bake oven or our, you know, Fisher price, witch coven, uh, cauldron or something. 
Uh, we wish you wouldn't spend so much time with that boy. Oh, I didn't realize you two okay. felt like that. I still want to be friends with you. A and, boy and, who and was an idiotic fool. Yeah. You know, like I said, that does bother me. You, you can't have one character who is a man not be a complete fool the, for the entire, like, there's no moment at which they're not a foolish person. Yeah. You know, they could do foolish things and they can be a fool, but you can't have them just be a fool 100% of the time. <laughs> you know, how do they even survive? So did you see when the book flew up on the shelf, there was a whole bunch of other like human skin bound books that it yes. was next to? Yes. Like what were those? Replicas like, of the book. They were replicas? Yeah. See, I was hoping there would be actual, like, other evil books, because that was going to be more interesting to me than anything they discussed in the film, but... No, it there... was like a cheap tourist shop, and they were trying to sell oh, yeah. copies of the book. Okay. Yes. Well, that's a bummer. That's even a bigger bummer than I thought. I am over halfway, by the way. Yeah, me too, me too. And um, it's good. I like it. It's good. I like this one. It's dark, smooth, very consistent. Yep. Yeah, it was really strong at the at the get go, but uh, it's still yes. strong. But it's not as intense as it was. No, it's not. It's 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 very strong, but it's very good. Yes. So. Unlike so was Sarah Hocus disappointed Pocus in the too. movie? Yeah, she hated it. <laughs> My Sarah liked it. That is unfortunate. She's not as critical about certain things as I am. She's yeah. more critical in other areas. Okay. Um, for example, we just finished Stargate Atlantis, and she hated it. And okay. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was as good as original Stargate. Yeah. But I like the goofy Gould and the weird sci-fi crap. You know, like the funny sci-fi type stuff. Yep. Um, and the original was written very, very well. You know, yeah. traditional story of... Serious people doing goofy things, and some of them becoming goofy as a result. You know that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I guess maybe I'm more of a traditionalist than I thought I was. But... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I did. Um, speaking about like sequels and things, I did just watch the Cinema Sins for uh, I think it was Star Trek Five. Okay. The the one where they Cybek uh, or Cybok. Uh, steals the Enterprise to go to the center of the universe yes. to, to meet God. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know if you've watched much Cinema Sins, but he'll, like, sin things that are dumb. But then sometimes he'll take sins away if it's something that's awesome. And so, um, you know, he's like, it pains me to do this, but I'm going to take a sin away for when uh, Kirk goes, why does God need a starship? Because, you know, it's one of the classic lines and um, and it's been a while since I've actually watched watched it all the way through, but I grew up on the Star Trek movies, and uh, you know I kind of liked McCoy and Spock and Kirk sitting around the campfire. Mm -hmm. Does it does it make sense in a Star Trek movie? Not really. I mean, it bookends the bookends the film, um, and you never. And I guess with the real Star Trek or the original crew, you never really see them do leisure time. You know what I mean? No. So I always, their leisure is doing weird stuff. Yes. That you, it's off camera. Yeah. Um, so I guess I kind of liked 
that one because you got to see some of their leisure time where they were supposedly on vacation, you know. Um, but then, yeah, he's going through and it's like, that's the one where they bring Yahura down and she dances in front of the moon, like seductively. And they've got like this weird, I don't know, almost like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, like barter town kind of thing. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and it gets really kind of fucking weird and then like Scotty hits his head on a on a beam and knocks himself out for the for the majority of the movie uh, but they never really reference it later and he's just back and, and doing stuff and um, you know so I don't know not probably not one of the better Star Trek movies I still enjoyed it you know watching it because I don't know it's, it's a little goofier than the other Star Trek movies but I don't know if it's better I mean uh, no, I never said better. I just said like it's a little goofier. It's oh, not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Well, four it's, was goofy as fuck. Yeah, uh, you know, but it was clever goofy. It was. It was like, clever goofy. Yeah, uh, goofy and and sci-fi is is they they go hand in hand. Yeah, uh, but there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. And I felt like the movies, you know, the the Star Trek movies for the original crew anyway, really kind of gave the actors a chance to round their characters out sure. a bit from the from the series you know because they had three years of the original series and then they got the movies and they got to bring a little extra depth because it's a movie it's not a not an episodic you know and, and when the original series came out it was a long time ago and and stories were different and and much more episodic and they didn't really have even like, I don't think they had really any story arcs in the original series. Like Next Generation had, you know, Best of Both Worlds Part 1 and 2, and they had some story arcs and and stuff. But television writing wasn't that at that Yeah, it was a different stage, era. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think it's nice to see the, the movies with the original cast and crew because they get to give a little more depth to their characters. So, right. That's, uh, that's my defense of some of the goofier Star Trek movies. Well, I like goofy. I mean, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is goofy, but it's very yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, um, But, like, in the books, the goofiness works because not all the characters are goofballs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's serious characters in there. Yes. Uh, they kind of tone it down. The, goofy, the goofiness happens to the normal people. Not everybody's yes. goofy all the time. Yeah. And that's uh, one of the problems with a lot of modern movies and Hocus Pocus 2 is like everybody's either really goofy or really serious. And you don't, you know, like the the main, the three main girls in Hocus Pocus 2 were like serious. And then everybody else in the movie was goofy. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't really work because you don't have a, a blend. You need some normal non main characters as well. Otherwise it's just these three are the only three that are sane and everybody else is goofy, but that wasn't really the, what they were going for because they didn't set it up against the three girls versus the world. It was the three girls versus the Sanderson sisters. Right. And so, the Sanderson sisters were more sane than every other adult or character of any kind in the story. Yeah. So they weren't really, you never really felt like they were the ones they should be fighting against. Right. So yeah, I the, think the that's boyfriend like, being a fool really bothered me. Yeah, that of all of it, it's like so stupid. Why can't you have 
decently written characters in a story involving witches. Yes. Uh, Some sort of character depth. And that's kind of, uh, so my major is in film and video. And so there are quite a few, you know, story classes and script writing classes and things. And one of the things that I remember one of the professors saying, or maybe all of them said this, was when you're writing dialogue, everybody in your story cannot talk like you talk. Right. Right. So like you have a a distinct style of talking and I have my own distinct style of talking. And if I were to write a story and all of the characters talked like I talked and it sounded like you could hear all of the characters talking in my voice with my same, you know, beats and word choices and accent and all of that stuff, you would say, this guy just can't write dialogue. You know, you have to, you have, and the same is true with characters. You can't have every character be just a copy of the other character or the other characters. The only time you can do that is if you're having an alternate universe sci-fi story where every character other than the main character is one character. Yeah. Like matrix. Or if you're doing something with clones, like there's a whole army of clones you're fighting. Yes. Yes. I think there's been a couple star Trek's, if I remember correctly, where it's like all of them are just one character over and over and over again. You know, it's like the, the nurse yeah. is the nurse, the doctor, the, the janitor are all the same, a copy, a copy, a copy, you know, it's like yeah. a dream sequence. It's not surprising, but it was disappointing. I, it, the, there's no reason for Hocus Pocus two to have been that bad. No. And I think, and this is what I've said, and I've said it before on the podcast and I'll say it again on the podcast now is Disney. This may come as a shock to some of, some of you, they have enough money they could decide to actually make a good movie. Right? Like they could, yeah. they could pay oh, yeah. they like could, a, a they... proven writer to, to write some of this stuff. Uh, and here's something that's uh, kind of depressing because I was reading the trivia on Hocus Pocus 2 because I always kind of like to go and read a little bit of the trivia. Uh, the original idea for Hocus Pocus 2 was going to focus on Max and Allison's daughter. That would have been a better story, potentially. It, it, it's already a better story because you at least have the same people from the first one. They've got a connection to the Sanderson sisters. So why wouldn't the Sanderson sisters want to come back and mess with Max and, and Allison's daughter? Because they were the ones that banished them in the first one. Right. You know, like there's there's your, you've already got more more drama in just that two sentence pitch than you do in the entirety of Hocus Pocus 2. I just, not, I don't know. not counting the candy apple thing. Not counting the candy apple. <laughs> like that was the biggest drama of the whole movie. And it was dumb. Right. Well, the I guess I did not know that the mayor played a different character. But even the introduction, the very first conversation they had with this goofy guy i'm like who the hell is this goofy guy the problem is i like i like the actor sure but i don't like that character for the mayor in the setting where everybody else is just as goofy right You you know what i mean like if if everybody else was normal and the mayor was goofy and kind of like airheaded and absent minded and and whatever, like, fine, that's a little, like, 
I don't know, humorous little like like a small town thing. Like, of, like why wouldn't he be the small town mayor? You know. Yeah, but Salem isn't small enough of a town to have a goofy small town mayor. I've been to small towns that have a goofy mayor, right? But they're not 40,000 people. <laughs> like, that's a fairly serious position. I understand that. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if they, if they, because the cast looked like a big city, right? Like, the rest mm-hmm. of the town looked like it was a big city. But they were trying to say, hey, it's a small city, Salem. But, you know, nothing else really kind of matched with that. But they could have, you know, Hey Salem, small town, whatever. Uh, we got a goofy mayor. That's fine. Um, whatever. Like it could have just been a little like humorous, like side piece to the story, but making everybody goofy and everybody the same as he was, kind of like not. So I mean, I, I enjoy that actor, but I don't. I don't enjoy Hocus Pocus too. So right. I just wanted to further clarify. <laughs> like, uh, it's kind of like one of those things where you're watching and like, you're like, oh no, they dragged so-and-so into this. Um, you know, and they're there because they were, I don't know, in the first one or they're a big name and they wanted people to come see it, but they're only on screen for like two minutes, you know? Yeah. Uh, poo-poo, boo-boo on the story, boo on the story. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad that you saw it because... I thought you you wouldn't have seen it. Um, so it's oh, a nice I've little, seen it once, and I was, will and that will hopefully be it. not see it again. <laughs> um, so it was a nice little impromptu topic for this episode. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, I, I even mentioned that to Sarah that there's not a single a single male character in the story that is not a complete and utter fool. And I should have gone even further. There's not even a single adult character that was not a sing like a complete fool. Yeah, you know. I mean, like, even the, the even the shopkeeper that we were supposed to like was an idiot. He was a total idiot, a, a complete fool. Uh yeah, just ridiculous, and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> the only way it could have ever made sense. Was if at the beginning of the film, the Sanderson sisters cast like this crazy powerful spell to make every adult in town an absolute idiot. Right. And then they would have had something to fight against. Right? Like it would have, it would have said, nope, uh, kids, you don't get any adult help this movie either. Just like the first movie, all the adults were dancing and stuck there. They couldn't stop. And then this one, every adult's just going to be a complete and absolute moron. So you're not getting any help from any adults. So you have to figure it out on your own. And then there's at least something the Sanderson sisters did besides eat face cream. Like, they, right. I mean, they, the Sanderson sisters, they can read. I mean, they, they show them reading out of a book. Like, they can't read what they're putting in their mouth. Yes. I, they could have cast a spell and put all the adults to sleep. They could have done any number of things that would have been better than what um, they, what they, they did. They could have had the same beginning... They got the same exact characters up until when the Sanderson sisters come back. Right. At that point, yeah. they should have grabbed those girls, brought them back to the house, found the guy, trapped them all in the basement. Yep. Maybe tied the guy up. He gets out. He helps them escape the basement. Yeah. That would have been a better thing. You know, and they could have went out into the town on their own. 
yeah. and tried to find all these crazy ingredients. Yeah, then they could have said, hey, we're out of the basement now, and now we know we're dealing with witches. So now we know what we need to do because, hey, we've been studying witchcraft our entire lives. Right, yeah. And, you know. and then they could, you know, then they could go and get their preparations and they could do like a little wizard battle yeah. or witch battle in this case. But, yes. Yeah, that would have been way better. <laughs> I mean, I almost feel like uh, what they should have done is they should have just put every adult in the film in a big ass adult diaper and had them all just kind of like toddle around and then, but never mention it, but have all the, all the dialogue and all the action the same. Like they're all acting like idiots, but they're wearing big adult diapers. Nobody mentions it. So you just, I guess everybody's a big baby in this town. I don't know. Um, You know, that would have been more interesting than what we got. Right. Well, they could have just stuck them off the block party. Yeah. And just kind of like, Though Sanderson sisters could have weaved their way through the block party to explain that all the adults are at the block party. Yeah. And that would have been enough. They could have left them all alone. And they could have done some cool stuff like, uh, uh, this. I don't know, it's not one of my favorite things, but I like when it's done well, is when somebody's like, they're walking, right? They're trying, they're like, I got to get out of this building. And they walk and they get to like to the exit door and they open the door and, and it's just more building, like where they just came from. And then like, Okay, well, I guess I go down this hall. Well, they could have done that with the streets. Like they get to the end of the street and they're like, okay, I'm going to turn on this street and I'm going to go back. And then they turn around the corner and there's the block party again, right? Like, and just do that. And so all the adults are stuck there, like you said. But you could do yes. some cool like film stuff and make it look really cool. Like, oh, well, and then they could like look in front of them and there's the block party, look behind them and there's the block party from the other way, you know? And uh, oh, that'd be kind of cool. You know, you could, I can't actually leave. I don't know why. And, uh, and then anytime you cut back to the parents, instead of doing the caramel apple thing, you have like without one adult that discovered that you can't actually leave, like, Hey, I can't leave the block party. And then everybody else is like, what are you talking about? You've had too many caramel apples or something. And then right, the mayor yeah. would be like, you had two caramel apples. And there's a funny line that has to tie back to the caramel apples. Like, yeah, they could have just been done. like, Oh, you're just, you're just too full. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> exactly. Why would you want to leave the block party? <laughs> Don't you know they have caramel apples here? Yeah, they have caramel apples here. And or, the, the weird, or if, the weird, um, uh, did you? Yeah. I was just I gonna say, like, it, the witches could have uh, could have bewitched the caramel apples. So if you eat a caramel apple, you're like an agent of theirs somehow. You know, like sure. you don't, you don't want to leave. And then the one person who didn't get one, the mayor could have redeemed himself because he didn't get a caramel apple. And then he's the only sane one, you know, like there's a lot you could have done with that. Right. He could have been earnest. You yes. Know? Yeah. What were, what were you going to say? I was going to say that the scene where they were doing the bobbing for apples and the woman was holding the men's heads in there. Oh yeah. I found I that, that very that strange. Was, that was weird. That was very strange. That was like the message. That was yeah. the literal message. That was the literal message. Like, we are drowning men. Yeah, we don't actually care about equality. We just want all the men to fucking die. Yeah. It was, I've never seen bobbing for apples done in that fashion, I can assure you. <laughs> uh, well, that's how they did it at Gitmo, but. <laughs> yeah, that's like extremely dangerous. I hope that young people don't get the idea that that's how it's done. Yeah, I uh, and I don't know because I mean they ate Tide Pods, so I hope that they're not gonna start doing the Hocus Pocus two bobbing for apples. 
I think the Tide Pod thing is old old hat now. I think that those no, I know those, those people are adults now. <laughs> There's been so many other dumb things that have been like those TikTok challenges or whatever. So I don't want Hocus Pocus two bobbing for apples to be the next one. No, that's like uh, that was very strange. Very strange. Yeah, I I remember like I don't know if I said anything. I think I said something to Sarah when it was happening, but it was one of those things where it was like it was so bizarre that I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah, yeah, the woman's holding their heads. For those who haven't watched it, spoiler alert, there's a woman holding these two guys' heads in there, and they look like they're drowning, and there's a crowd of people cheering on. And then the Sanderson sisters walk by and make a comment like, oh, this is exciting, you know? And I was yep. like, what the fuck is this? But the, San- <laughs> but the Sanderson sisters didn't cause that to happen. Which no. they easily could have. Yes. Uh, maybe there's a deleted scene that explains that, but uh, it was bizarre because I've been I've been to like fall festivals in small towns and big towns and big cities, and nowhere does anyone bob for, bob for apples that way. Mm-mm. No, I've never seen that. Uh, and also, if you're trying to like kill somebody, that's probably not the way to do it. Like drowning them in the bobbing for apples tank on Main Street in full view of the rest of the city. Somebody could die doing that, but... Somebody could die, but that's not the best way to kill somebody, probably. No, no that was a... I don't know. I don't know how that made it in. I... Well, we both know it was just lazy. <laughs> yeah. They had to... You know what? They had to have something that the Sanderson sisters could kind of, like, in passing, approve of without actually having to do anything evil. Sure. I think that there was a woman who, a woman writer who hates men, who wanted to have a scene where a woman was drowning men. Yeah. I or mean, maybe that's... a man writer, you know, I don't know. A woman-ish writer. It was, it was a writer with a cause. But they already did that in Titanic. Rose drowned Jack. We don't need another Titanic. <laughs> Write your own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the male equality video where they have... <laughs> they do yeah, I think Titanic. you sent it. Did you? I think you sent it to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was like, I'm so glad I'm a man in 2022, <laughs> or something yep. like. You women have it, or something. Yep. And it was like, they're like, oh, Captain, should we uh, evacuate uh, women and children first? And he was like, no, men and children first, because women don't need anybody to help them, <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're a strong woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> that's which stupid, which, to, course, which but... to be clear, yeah, that's stupid, but it's a parody on a lot of these movies. Like a lot of these things, they lose the, they lose the story. They lose the, the good writing. And you just get like, it's, it's like they're almost like propaganda films. There was definitely propaganda elements. Uh if one were to analyze the subtext of the film. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, which, which I would, but I'm not that interested. <laughs> it's no. It's Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's not, it, it's surprise is not going to win an Oscar. <laughs> so. No, it is not. No, it is not. I just, every part of it, it was so foolish. And maybe I'm just too serious of a person, I guess, but, 
Well, you can I be don't... foolish and still be entertaining. You know, Monty Python is foolish. Yes, and I don't think I don't think that's it. I don't think that you're too serious of a person. And a lot of it has to do with the good writing to set up set up the story. Like, I mean, you know what you're getting with Monty Python, but it's still an engaging story, even though it's completely and utterly ridiculous. Right. You know, even Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is completely ridiculous. And I've <clears throat> I've read all five of the books in the trilogy. And I've seen the BBC uh, miniseries, and I've seen the newest uh, newest movie that you know that's older now. It's what at least 10, 20 years old now, but uh, and they're all good. But it's all based on a good story, and they're done. They're all done differently a little bit, you know. And but even with you know, let's just say the newest Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie, you've got. Uh, You've got the crazy one. You've got the reluctant one who doesn't even want to be there. You've got the uh, kind of the worldly traveler one. You've got the serious engineer one. Yep. You've got kind of the kind of the dits, you know, Zoe Deschanel. Um, right. She's the one in there, I think. I don't know. That plays uh, the two headed president's girlfriend. And well, the, the two headed that... president's girlfriend's the engineer from Earth, right? But he's he's beyond crazy. Yeah. Oh, he's a psycho. And that's Sam Rockwell, I think. Good luck for the, good luck for getting me to know their names. No, I know. Um, <laughs> but like you've got all, but they're all different. Like each character is different and wholly their own character, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the only reason a lot of the bad stuff happens is because the president put in a second head that is absolute batshit insane that pops up and does random things like hits the button you're not supposed to hit so you know then things happen but uh you know but it's entertaining it's interesting you know it's not a serious piece of art you know i mean it is in a in a sense but like only because the story's so good right yeah not everything has to be serious obviously but there's a reason why the Joker works in Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why, well, there's a reason why Batman works as a franchise versus like Superman is boring as fuck. Yeah. Superman's very boring, in my opinion. Oh, I think so too. Incredibly boring. It, it's incredibly boring. Uh, for the same reason that Captain Marvel was boring. Well, you not know? the same reason, but. Not the same. Well, yeah, pretty much. Similar reasons. Similar. But even so, even in, um, so I guess just comparing Superman and Captain Marvel, like Superman has a weakness. Yes. And Captain Marvel does not. So Superman's weakness is so limited that I guess the story has to be circled or centered around somebody using the weakness. Well, yeah. I mean, that, and that's why it's boring. Like the first one is probably fine, but then it's like, okay, the only way to actually beat him is you know, to get the kryptonite and then get him close to it. And, and, and that's that, you know, um, or, you know, and that basically it turns into, you get the kryptonite, you get his girlfriend and then put her near the kryptonite. And then there's your Superman one through 17 and right. Captain Marvel just has no weaknesses. And that's probably why there's only been the one. Yes. And the actresses. Not personable. Well, yeah. 
that hurts them. I mean, in the modern world, that does hurt the franchise because they're personalities. Yeah. And they have to sell the movies. So. That is It's kind of like why Captain America is boring. I, I, I think Captain America is very boring. He's a better yeah. villain than he is a, a, a hero, for sure. Yeah. Um, but at least Captain America has some of those like human failings. Yes. That, that is true. Could make him interesting if they chose to kind of really delve into that, but they don't, of course. No. Right. That's what, well, I can't, I don't know if they'll ever have another Joker based Batman film because the Joker, the way, at least the way that I view the Joker working is the Joker has to make a good point about what's going on. Yeah. The Joker has to be right, more or less. Well, at the end of uh, The Batman with Robert Pattinson, Patterson, Pattinson, mm-hmm. uh, the newest one that played the same Nirvana song like two times in a three-hour movie, uh, which is two times too many. Because um, I don't think you should have any pop music in a Batman movie. Probably not. Uh, you could do it over the end credits, uh, but that's about it. Uh, do an instrumental version, you know, during the film, if you really want that song in there, and then do the do the pop song at the end. Um, but they tease the Joker at the end of that one. So if they do another one with Robert uh, Pattinson as Batman, I think they'll bring the Joker back. But I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. Like you said, it has to has to be, you know, done the right way. Right. And the and the weird thing with uh, what was it Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, right? Yep. Like, are they doing a second one of his his Joker? I don't know. Probably not. He's too know. dangerous of a persona to have involved with your movies. If you're going to do a major blockbuster franchise type movie. Yeah. He and doesn't maybe give that's, a fuck. No. <laughs> and maybe that's why, it, maybe that's why it worked as the first, as the first one though. Cause they had that persona, but you can't, you probably can't get him on board for multiples. Maybe, but his press might, he he generates negative press. Yeah, in a not in the way that they like to have negative press nowadays. Yes, um, and it's not negative press. It's dangerous negative press, is what I'm trying to say. He's not doing anything ridiculous. He's no. it's just like and I, I mean, I like him as an actor, so I don't I don't have any qualms about seeing him in a movie. No, I like Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's great, but. If you have him as a part of your movie, he's going to end up saying things that you're not going to want him to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you know what I mean? It's going to be serious stuff. It's not going yeah. to be stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tom Holland says things the studio doesn't want him to say because he'll just inadvertently like leak plot points on talk shows and things. Um, They're okay with that. They just don't want you talking about like the the politics of Hollywood or yeah, like you know exposing people as being corrupt or yeah. Well, I mean that's the difference. Is like Tom Holland <laughs> does it in like a cute naive way, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix does not. <laughs> no, <laughs> so no. yeah, he's like, look at all of you with your fancy clothes and your ridiculous parties. He's like, people yep. are starving outside. Yeah, there's a thousand homeless people right outside the building. I'm still inside, though, but uh, look <laughs> yeah. at the rest of you. Yeah, um, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Give your gift bags to the homeless out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad press. They don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Right. That is that is about it. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting down I'm, to the point where this is burning my hand. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm still smoking this one, and uh, it's still good. It is still good. Yep, it is still good. I don't. I'm impressed. I, yeah, I I like this one. I think the Kane F is still still has it uh, for this series of nubs, but I think this one's a pretty close second. Yes, yes, it is. I, I recommend if you see one. Yes. You want a, a nub. The Maduro or the Kane F or even the Cameroon. Uh, those are yep, probably the, the, top, good. The, the top three. Uh, and next we're going to do a double Maduro. So is that like uh, when you go to the, the liquor store and you see IPA and double IPA? I would hope so. I would so hope so. You think the double is going to be twice as dark? Oh, it's not going to be twice as dark. Well, I don't yeah, know how I mean, it could be twice as dark. Uh, it, said, it says double on the label. That is true. Was Hocus Pocus 2 twice as good? It was twice as bad. <laughs> it was twice as bad, yes. <laughs> I just, I don't understand how you can make a movie about evil witches that eat children, and there's no menacing. And they don't eat any children. Like, what's that about? No, it's at least like, in the first one, they ate some children. Yeah, it's like in uh, it's like in the in the live action Corella. She never, I don't think she ever kills a dog. She's actually friendly towards dogs, and right. uh, it just doesn't make any sense with the character. Like if if you if you don't want to make a movie about a villain that skins puppies, uh, then don't don't make a movie focused on that character. If you don't want to make a movie about three witches that eat children, uh, don't make a sequel to the movie where three witches eat children. Like it's not that hard. No, it's Disney is, oh, well, they have to remake these movies so they can keep their licensing up. Yeah, their copyright and everything. I, I understand that. But even the new Pinocchio, which I have not watched. I haven't watched that either. I was, uh, you know, I'm always apprehensive about live actions of animated movies. Uh, and I was, I was like, well, they got Tom Hanks, but like Geppetto is only in the original one, like for a very short time. So. Right. That's not really, you know, he's not really going to be in there a whole lot, I don't think. The only thing I know about it is that Pinocchio doesn't actually do anything bad, from what I understand. Like, he doesn't go to the Bad Kid Island and they drink beer and smoke cigarettes or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like they go and dr drink root beer or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, if you Well, I'm sure Sarah and I are going to watch the live-action Pinocchio just because we have Disney Plus and it's there. And Right. But... uh have you watched Obi-Wan yet? No. You haven't watched Obi-Wan yet? I, I didn't know. finish it. Okay. <laughs> I watched um <laughs> I watched the Critical Drinkers review of Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. And it made me kind of sad. So we made it to episode four or three. I can't remember. And then I was like, yeah, I'm I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm uh I'm quickly losing faith in in most things, um, especially most things that are continuations of beloved old franchises. Yes. Um, 
I'm and dreading so, when they remake Robin Hood. Because I like the Robin Hood story a lot. I like the Earl Flynn version. I like the Disney animated version. I like the Kevin Costner version. I like there, Men in Tights. There was another one too, though. Past the Kevin Costner one, wasn't there? Oh, I'm sure there was. Oh, they already, made, they remade already, Robin Hood. They've already remade it like 15 times, so... Yeah, I know, but they're going to remake it, and then they're going to recast the Sheriff of Nottingham as a black transgendered woman, and it's, she's going to be misunderstood and you know not yeah. all that bad. And, and Robin Hood will be the villain, and yeah. then we'll be on the same side as the people we shouldn't be. Right, yeah, and Prince John will be, you know, a, a lesbian... Uh, pretending to be a man and you know uh king richard will be a villain he'll be the evil evil villain yeah that's that's what i'm not looking forward to yeah you know they could even do one where robin hood was a corrupt crook i've seen versions like that and that's fine yeah Uh, (laughs) you know that's cool but uh you still have to have villains in a in a story about stealing from the rich to give to the poor you know like the rich do have to be the bad guys in that story. Yeah. I mean, so you don't necessarily have to have a movie with a villain, but you definitely do have to have an antagonist. I mean, that's like writing 101. You've got the protagonist and you've got the antagonist. So everybody can't be misunderstood. No. No. There's, no. there's got to be some conflict somewhere, you know, and, and, what are there's only like three types of stories, right? It's like uh, maybe three or four, like man versus man, man versus nature, man versus like an external threat, and man versus himself. And in this sense, man is genderless. It's you know person versus person or person versus environment or you know like uh, the edge. You know, you've got the two guys in the plane crash and they're fighting the wilderness and that giant bear with the spear. You know. Mm-hmm. I've seen that movie. Yes. I figured you would have. I have seen that movie. And it was all right. Yeah, it's perfectly yeah. fine. It's 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 no Steven Seagal movie. That's true. It's no Hocus Pocus 2. That's <laughs> no Hocus Pocus 2. Because the bear totally was going to eat somebody. Right. <laughs> there was menacing. <laughs> I would like to see Hocus Pocus 3 be rated R. And the Sanderson sisters actually come back and kill some people. Why not? Yeah. I mean, let's make this, let's get real here. They made this movie for millennials to watch with their children. Yeah. Or by themselves if they didn't have any. (laughs) Yes. And uh, like, let's make it an adult version then, you know? Yeah. Let's get Max back. He's a drunk now and vicious. You know, why not? He he just discovered cocaine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's make this shit like uh, train spotting, except <laughs> yeah. with Hocus Pocus. Shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mix that up with some Fight Club, except the Sanderson sisters are in the Fight Club, you know? Yeah, it's them versus everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's do some killing here. Like, they just give up on, on trying to live forever and just want to, like, slaughter. Yeah, because wasn't in the first one they had to get, like, somebody's thumb, right? For one of their potions, like let's see them actually get like a like a pliers and rip somebody's thumb off. Yes, yeah, they have to have dead man's toe or something stupid. Yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, let's let's see them kill somebody. Then come on, <laughs> Hocus Pocus three, which is unleashed or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the not rated version. 
Yeah. The unrated <laughs> director's cut that Disney doesn't want you to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard I heard Aladdin was had a disclaimer on the front of it now too. Oh, they did that for all of their animated movies. Really? Well, I don't know about all of them, but a lot of them. E- even uh they even have one on Fantasia. Really? And they're like you know, it's that thing. And I was like, well, I can't is it cuz the mushrooms look like uh you know, Asian people? And no, I guess there's like a a scene where I think the centaurs have like slaves maybe in the background or something, or I don't oh, know, but okay. it's like, it's, it's animations done to music. Like how bad could it actually be? Um, I don't know. I still want to see him release a uh, song in the South. Yeah. You know, full, full HD song of the South. I mean, it's historical now, so. I just want to see it. I'm not. I'm not uh, going to incentivize with the theme of the story. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of the story being states' rights. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> states' rights. Yes. How good the guys with white hats are. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> but anyway. All right, so if you are in a movie studio and you like some of the ideas we talk about, uh, we can be contracted to help write your script for uh, Hocus Pocus 3 Unrated and uh, a modern retelling of Song of the South (laughs) and or just the restoration. Yes, it will look a lot like Mississippi Burning, just (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, and Mississippi Burning. Yes. Um, one of my favorite little, uh, uh, one of my favorite memes I ever saw was um, somebody, and it's like, it starts out and you think they're complaining, and they go, you just, you know, in today's society, you just couldn't make Blazing Saddles today because the actors would read the script and say, well, this is Blazing Saddles. It's already made. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw a version of Blazing Saddles on uh, network television where they had edited out all the swearing. Okay. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it's so bad. Some of those are funny for laughs, like the uh, like the Die Hard uh, TV version or whatever. Yes. Like uh, yippee ki Mr. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that nobody's called Mr. Falcon in the entire film. Yeah. I like Melon Farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Effie Jeffities. That's. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I am officially done. It was Me a very as well. good cigar. It was a very good one. Good to the last um, drop. Yes. So, I hope everybody has a good week. Yes, thanks for listening, and uh, skip Hocus Pocus 2 and probably skip Pinocchio, but uh, if either Mike or I watch Pinocchio, we will definitely let you know. Oh, we're not watching Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real boy. Yes. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. <laughs>